evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Truckers Podcast. Current events, local, world news, and trending. I'm your host, Doug, from London, Ontario, Canada. Welcome to the show. We'll be talking about anti-vaccine protesters that gather outside the hospitals here in Ontario. One weekend to the week coming of vaccine passports. And one weekend to the school, COVID-19 cases are showing up across the Ontario school boards. Welcome to the show, ladies and gentlemen. This is Wednesday, September the 15th. I'm usually not out here during the middle of the week, but I decided to come out here and do a show because, you know, a few things have been happening and um, not really happy about it. Now, there are a lot of um, people who live here in Ontario and across the country with these anti-vaxxers it's just become really ridiculous. Protesting outside of hospitals here across Ontario. I don't know if these anti-vaxxers got the wrong memo, but protesting outside of hospitals is not the place to do it. You have your government municipal um, offices and you have Queens Park in Toronto to protest against. Now, before Monday just passed, protesters were outside of hospitals. They were harassing staff going into the hospitals. They were harassing people going in for treatment. Name calling, you name it, these protesters were doing it. They were blocking the entrance and exit ways for emergency vehicles. Now, You know, you, you know, when you're outside of a hospital and, and you're around that perimeter of that hospital, that is supposed to be a quiet zone. You have people in the hospital, not just with COVID-19, but you have people in the hospital who are recovering from heart surgery, stroke, other operations. You have children in the hospital dealing with cancer. You have people in palliative care and these anti-vaxxers don't care. They absolutely don't care. Now, these anti-vaxxers outside these hospitals 
you know, taking it to the nurses and doctors, who these very people, who these very people throughout this whole pandemic are helping to save lives. But see, these anti-vaxxers, they don't get that. Never mind the pandemic, doctors and nurses were always there for you. When you had to go to the emergency, who's going to take care of you? Doctors and nurses. During the pandemic and people are sick in the hospital with COVID-19, who's going to take care of you? Doctors and nurses. Doctors and nurses have sacrificed so much throughout this whole pandemic. Putting their health, their lives on the line for you. But see, anti-vaxxers don't get that. And what I say to anti-vaxxers is this. How dare you? How dare you? If you get sick with COVID and you end up in the hospital, Now these people are there to help you. But see, anti-vaxxers don't think about that. I don't know if anti-vaxxers want empathy. Because they're certainly not going to get it from me. And they're certainly not going to get it from millions and millions of people here in Ontario and across the country. We're not going to give you any empathy. If you get sick, don't use my health care. I've never seen more arrogant, ignorant people in my life are the anti-vaxxers. And the nerve to protest in front of hospitals. Hospitals didn't mandate any rules. Hospitals didn't say you had to be vaccinated. The government said you didn't have to be vaccinated. Vaccines are there. But you take it out on the hospital staff. I don't know where these people get off, ladies and gentlemen. I really don't know. Now, just a couple days ago, these idiots once again were out protesting around hospitals. Now, before that were to take place, that the Ontario Medical Association, they issued a joint statement on Sunday calling for safe zones to be designated around hospitals. The NDP leader, cancer patients, and exhausted healthcare heroes deserve to be protected from harassment because this is what these people were doing. We're harassing healthcare heroes. 
patients going into the hospital for their treatments. Now, it could be a, a provincial offense, especially if you're going to block the entrances and exits for emergency vehicles. They're not just bringing people into the hospital by ambulance because they got COVID. They're bringing in people who are in cardiac arrest, stroke victims, car accident victims. And you have the nerve to stand there and block the exits and entrances to hospitals? For what? The other problem these anti-vaxxers are going to face starting September 22nd is the Ontario's vaccine certificate program is set to launch on September 22nd. So that means that if you want to go to dine in a restaurant, you want to go to the gym, you want to go to the movie theater, you want to go to sporting events, and eventually concerts, you are going to have to prove that you are fully vaccinated. Now that means by paper, because you get all this stuff once you're fully vaccinated. Or you get it sent to your email in a PDF file showing that you're fully vaccinated. Now this vaccine passport comes into effect September the 22nd. That's one week away. And yet you still have these anti-vaxxers out there protesting for what? Do you think by protesting in front of hospitals is going to change the government's mind? Government is not going to change its mind. They're going through with this. Now, the vaccine certificates uh, system will cover higher risk indoor spaces where masks can't be worn at all times. And the province has amended it's list to apply to the following settings. Restaurants and bars, excluding outdoor patios. So you can, you know, if you're not vaccinated, you can sit on the patio, but guess what? Fall's coming. And as we get further into fall, the patios will be closed. Then you just have the dine-in restaurants. Delivery and takeout. Nightclubs, including outdoor areas, 
meeting event spaces like banquet halls and, and convention centers, sports and fitness facilities, gyms, with the exception of the use of recreational sports, sporting events, casinos, bingo halls, gaming establishments, concert, music festivals, theaters, and cinemas. If you like to partake in the strip clubs, bathhouses, and sex clubs, you have to show that you're fully vaccinated. Racing venues, indoor areas of water sports, water parks. Now, the business and organizations that fall under the list above will require to cross-reference vaccination receipts with identification, including options like a driver's license, a birth certificate, or a passport, and make sure that, that the receipt shows any patron has been fully vaccinated for 14 days. So that doesn't mean on September the, the 22nd, you got your second shot. That doesn't mean you're fully vaccinated. You have to wait another 14 days. See, the anti-vaxxers, I mean, you can protest all you want. But while myself... dining indoors because I'm fully vaccinated. I have it in a PDF file. I'll be able to dine inside a restaurant. You know, when the cold weather gets here. And I'm going to specifically sit at a window and watch you anti-vaxxers out there not be able to come in with your face pressed up against the, uh, the, the glass and licking the glass because you can't come in because you're not fully vaccinated. And I'm going to savor my meal and my favorite beverages when you stand outside looking in. Now, the other become part of the program. Don't go to these facilities, these restaurants, bars, gyms, cinemas, and make a scene. You have to prove that you are exempt from getting a vaccine. And that has to come from your family doctor. Your doctor has to give you that exemption. If you can't get that exemption, it's because your doctor knows that you're full of shit. See, as we're opening up here across Ontario, being in stage three, I mean, we're allowed to do so many things, a lot of things, almost back to normal things, well, pretty much back to normal things, just, you know, with the exception of, you know, how many people in a building when it comes to restaurants and movie theaters, 
and gyms, you know, 50% capacity. See, now some of those numbers are going to drop. I mean, you, I mean, you can't tell me anti-vaxxers don't go to gyms. They go to gyms. Coming September 22nd, that's not going to happen for them. Now, the one minister here in the province of Ontario, they're telling the restaurant owners, people show up not fully vaccinated and harassing you, threatening you. She's telling you to call 911. Please don't do that. The police departments have a non-emergency phone number to call. 911 is for real emergencies. People really need help. So we don't want to overload the 911 system. Call the non-emergency phone number. Now, who in the restaurant is going to be in charge of checking your vaccine status? Same with gyms, movie theaters, other bars and clubs. I think it should be the owners of those establishments or co-owners. Let your staff serve the people who are in that restaurant. There shouldn't be any stress put on your workers, your waiters, your waitresses. They shouldn't have to deal with jerks. Management should be the ones who should be dealing with people who are going to cause a scene. Now I suspect that's going to happen. I'd be a fool to say, oh no, these people, these unvaccinated people, these anti-vaxxers, they're not going to go to these establishments and make a scene. I mean, they go, they go out and, and they make a big scene in front of hospitals, harassing staff. What makes you think they won't at restaurants and bars and movie theaters and gyms? What makes you think they won't cause a scene? Of course they will. And it should be management who are the ones to deal with these idiots. They don't leave your premises then you call the non-emergency police number, your local authorities. Don't use the 911 system. 
Places across Ontario have already said, please don't call 911 on these anti-vaxxer jerks. Those were the words of the police. Call the non-emergency phone number. You know, police have enough to deal with every single day. And then they have to come and deal with you, anti-vaxxers. I'm really glad that the government of Ontario decided to come up with a vaccine passport because at one time, the Premier of Ontario wasn't going to do that. Quebec was the first province in Canada to come up with a vaccine passport. And then British Columbia, and then Manitoba, and now Ontario. Now, some exemptions do exist. But the officials say exemptions will be made in certain circumstances, including when a patron enters an indoor area solely to use a washroom, pay for an order, or access an outdoor area that can be accessed through an indoor route, or when a patron enters an indoor area to place or pick up an order, including placing a bet or picking up winnings at a horse race track, to purchase admission, to make a retail purchase, and for the necessary purposes of health and safety. Children under the age of uh, children 12 years um, old, patrons under 18 years old who are entering the indoor premises of a recreational facility solely for the purpose of activity, participating in an organized sport. Weddings, funerals, writs, or ceremonies, when the patron is not attending the associated social gathering, for example, the reception after a wedding ceremony. Patrons with a written document from a physician or a nurse a practitioner stating they are exempt for medical reasons. Now, Tuesday, they're talking about allowing unvaccinated patrons at a restaurant to enter an indoor space while paying a bill or going to the washroom. Medical officer said those circumstances still do not consider a high-risk contact. The rules assume unvaccinated patrons will be masked and will be 15 minutes or less spent indoors. So don't prolong your stay. Don't pull the bullshit scheme Oh, I'm just going to use your washroom. 
and think you're going to hang out inside the restaurant, order food and drink. So that's not going to happen. doesn't take 15 minutes to go to the washroom and wash your hands and leave. Restaurants are not public washrooms, first and foremost. They don't have to let you in to use the washroom. People must be vaccinated. They must have the vac- uh, The patrons must have the vaccine receipt before October the twenty second. See, I already got mine because I was fully vaccinated. Well, I got vaccinated. My last shot of the vaccine was on June the nineteenth of this year. Now, the fully vaccinated Ontarians will need their current vaccination receipt with a photo identification to enter places covered under the new system. Now, you see, back in the day, we used to have a red and white health card. Now, we have a green photo health card and people with the red and white health card. I mean, you you shouldn't even have that anymore. That shouldn't even be valid because when you renew your driver's license or you renew your sticker, you have to get the green photo OHIP card. Walk-in clinics, won't even accept the red and white health cards. And then you'll have to go to to the hospital and sit in the emergency room for 10 hours because you got a runny nose and you got your, your red and white health card. The hospitals will accept that. But we've had these green photo uh, health cards for a very long time now. So it'll be your driver's license, some other government photo ID, your your green health card with your photo. Something with a photo really should be so that we see that is it is actually you. And people who receive their first or second dose out of province are being asked to contact their local public health units to receive proper documentation. And this goes without saying that even um, foreign nationals traveling to Canada because only fully vaccinated foreign nationals could come to Canada. We opened up the land border to the Americans back in August to fully vaccinated Americans. 
now to other nations around the world, only if you're fully vaccinated, you can come to Canada. For tourism or whatever. So it'll be important to have that, that, that information for these foreign nationals coming to Canada. If you want to go dining, you want to dine in a restaurant, you're going to have to show proof that you're fully vaccinated. So your health units or, or whatever, they must have given you something showing that you're fully vaccinated. And if you're a traveler, it'd be wise to bring it along with you. Because it has to be two doses in the kind of vaccine that you received. And it has to be 14 days after your second needle. Now, see, these anti-vaxxers, they're pro-protesting because they are upset with the Ontario government. But protesting in front of hospitals, you're taking it out on the wrong people. You know, we're already, you know, we're just, you know, we're just one week back to school. Grade school, high school, college, university. And already we're nearing 500 outbreaks in the public school system of COVID-19. Now, you know, back last April, middle, middle of April, schools were closed indefinitely. And just, you know, the kids returning to school September the 7th. You know, the Ontario government had from April to the beginning of school to get it right. I'm not saying that there wouldn't be any cases but not pushing 500 already the first week. Mandating that all teachers, support staff, janitorial, should been mandated to be fully vaccinated before school started. Now we've had the vaccines. There is no excuse not to get vaccinated. Especially when you're working in schools 
university colleges. And before the universities were coming back, the University of Toronto said that everybody who comes on the property must be fully vaccinated. And now the Ontario government is having a mandatory vaccine policy. I mean, are these 500 cases already throughout our, uh, throughout our public school system? I mean, 500, I mean, by, by the end of the week or the middle of next week, are going to be 1,000 cases? It went from a dozen cases to 500 or pushing 500 in a matter of days. A couple schools closed because of the outbreak. Now the school board released an 11 page document yesterday. titled COVID-19 Mandatory Vaccine Procedure, revealing key dates, disciplinary measures, and exemption protocols for its new policy. And the policy applies to all school board employees, including daily long-term term occasional teachers and casual education workers, school board trustees and student transportation drivers. Where employees are required to disclose their vaccination status by September the 7th, which is the start of the school year. Now they have until November the 1st. to have received two doses of the COVID-19 vaccine. The Thames Valley District School Board, or even the Toronto District School Board, said roughly 94% of the respondents to the survey, and those who did respond, about 83% indicated they had been fully vaccinated. Now, with all these cases, nearing 500 cases, this is, you know, basically in the Toronto area. The largest school board in Ontario. But they couldn't mandate this before September the 7th when school started. They couldn't mandate this over the summertime. Even the teachers union is saying that the provincial government hasn't gone far enough in, prote in protecting staff and students. Where is the government stepping up then? Well, the government is stepping up on vaccine passports for the general public to be fully vaccinated, to enjoy these other activities of indoor dining and going to the gym and going to the movie theaters and sports and concerts to be fully vaccinated and have proof of it. 
the educational minister, where was he all summer? He's the one who closed the schools back in April. They had all of April, all summer to deal with this. And now the Toronto District School Board is, is stepping up. Staff who are not fully vaccinated or who have not disclosed their vaccination status must complete a mandatory educational program supplied by the Ontario government no later than two weeks after the Toronto District School Board provides access to the, pro to the program. The educational program will be provided as, as a video by the Ministry of Education. Staff will be required to review the video outside of working hours. Staff undergoing the education program are still required to meet the full vaccination requirement by November 1st. This policy also extends to those who visit board premises frequently such as students on educational placements, individuals on internships, co-op replacements, apprenticeship programs, volunteers, permit holders and contractors. The school board says it will provide exemptions on the basis of medical disability But that has to come from your family doctor to give you that exemption. And it isn't a note. It's not a note that you give to little Johnny and say little Johnny is exempt from the vaccine. Because we don't need little Johnnies out there. It is a medical form that your doctor fills out. And your doctor should know your medical history. And he or she would know whether you're exempt or not. And this goes without saying, ladies and gentlemen, even with these vaccine passports, for you to enjoy dining in a restaurant, going to the movies, the gym, whatever the case may be, you're going to have to get an exemption from your doctor. And he or she is just not going to just write you a little note. Just because you asked the doctor, so doc, you know, I don't have any health problems or, or anything else like that. And, you know, I don't have any other reasons why I can't get a vaccine, but can you give me an exemption for that? No, you see, that's not how it works. Now, 
myself, you know, I, I, I like to see these kids in school. I like, to, I like to see these kids be able to, to stay in school. You know, this online learning was a disaster for a lot of kids. You want to see your kids in class getting in-class instruction. Just the way we did when we went to school. Whether it was grade school, college, high school, university. Even universities across the board. That everybody's got to be vaccinated to be on campus, to attend in-class lessons. You know, like every school year when it comes to college and universities, we always run into the same problem. We always run into the same thing, parties. They're telling you to do it responsibly. I'm not saying don't party. You don't have 5,000 people at a party. Or 3,000 people at a party. Which has been taking place. You know, then, you know, the college students, university students are getting charged with open liquor. Drinking underage. You know, being a nuisance. Disturbing the neighbors. Their community. Happens every year. Every single year. Universities and colleges are cracking down on the university and college students. And if they keep doing it and they repeat doing it and they're caught, they can go as far as being expelled from college or university. Now, whether kids worked all through high school to get to college and pay for their college, maybe earn enough money to pay for three years of university. Maybe it's their parents paying for it. Maybe it's the government paying for it. Either way, you get expelled, you lose your education. Doesn't matter who's paying for it. I'm sure if it was their parents paying for it, they'd be pretty upset with them. I know I would be. Yes, we do have to have a little fun. We have to have some normalcy in our lives. But we also have to do it responsibly. We can't be irresponsible like these anti-vaxxers taking it out on hospital staff 
and people going in, into the hospital for for their their visit or they're going in there for medical reasons. People don't need the harassment from anti-vaxxers. Hospitals are not the place to protest. They didn't make the rules. Government's making the rules. So you don't want to be irresponsible like these anti-vaxxers. They're doing no justice, but only doing harm. They're part of the problem, not part of the solution. We want to keep our kids in school. We want to keep our businesses open. Nobody wants to go back to shutdown. You know, here in Ontario, there's something like 70, I think it's like 78%. Age in 12 and up are fully vaccinated. There was something like 32,000 doses administered over the weekend. And this is a large increase. Because September 22nd is the day that you're going to have to show that you're fully vaccinated to get into your favorite restaurant to dine in, your gym, your movie theaters, your sporting events. By October, the government should have the QR code up and running, make it a whole lot easier than me pulling out my phone, pulling up my PDF, opening up the PDF, show them, show them my ID, when I can have the QR code, scan, and they can see that I'm fully vaccinated. That's not until October, probably mid-October sometime. The Ontario government, a little bit slow on that. But there is a company in Kitchener, Ontario, that has the QR code and has the software, offering it to the government for free. Government doesn't want to use it. Government wants to spend our money to make the QR code and the software. That doesn't even make sense. Well, thank you for joining me this Wednesday evening. This is an odd night out for me. But in the light of what is going on, you know, here in our schools, 
with COVID. These anti-vaxxers protesting outside a hospital. So ridiculous. So selfish. So immature. And of course, these pass these vaccine passports that's coming into effect in one week. So thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for joining me. Coming out here, stopping what you're doing to come and join me here on the Truckers Podcast. That is appreciated. This is the Truckers Podcast. I am your host, Doug, from London, Ontario, Canada. Take care, everybody. And thank you. Be safe out there. Give your family members a hug and tell them you love them. And enjoy the rest of your week. Thank you.